Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. We have officially turned 30 weeks old. 30 weeks old? You must feel so old right now. So old. Oh my gosh. You know what though? I we have this, some fun in store for 30. What if we were just 29 weeks for the second time? No, we're not going to... What? No, this is not a lady podcast. It's a geek <laughs> podcast where we are scientific about how long we've been doing things. <laughs> okay, fine. You win. To make it really old... We skipped a week. We're 31 weeks in. What do you mean? We skipped a week. We took a vacation. we That's true. The podcast is 31 weeks old. But it's not really because this is our 30th episode. That is true. So what, what if, how was your week? It's busy. You? Uh, it was pretty fun. It's TIFF right now. Oh, I know it's TIFF. I personally hate TIFF, but you were at a party last night. You hate TIFF? Hate TIFF. Why? Love movies, hate TIFF. Why? 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 It's just a really bad excuse to have celebrities in your city pay way too much for movies. And you get to see movies in like the worst venues. They're not actually movie theaters. You see a movie at a theater for plays. So they just drop a white sheet. And to me, that is not a quality movie going experience. Well, I don't know if I 100% agree with you here. For one thing, TIFF brings in a lot of really cool foreign films. That That's my personal preference. I like to stay away from the Hollywood ones because frankly, they're going to be out in theaters in like a few weeks. So why am I paying $30 to see it a couple months before it hits the regular screens. But that being said, back when I used to review TIFF movies and I got to go to a lot of screeners, I saw a lot of really, really independent films that no one has ever seen. And well, not no one, but movies that people here in North America don't really get the chance to see, a lot of them being foreign films, and they're unbelievable. A lot of movies are unbelievable. I Don't get me wrong. Film festivals are fantastic. I am a movie junkie. I love movies. I went to Tribeca a couple of years ago and we saw some really good movies, but we also saw some really crap movies. And you know that I'm a stickler for getting my reviews before paying for a film. So I will actually wait till that tomato meter is over 75% to walk into a theater. So going to TIFF is really a crapshoot. Yeah, it's true. You don't really know what exactly you're you're watching. And I but I think that's kind of the fun of it and I think that's the feeling of TIFF. But last night I went to the Actra TIFF party, which was a lot of fun. Um an interesting experience as most TIFF parties are, especially these invite only ones. I've been to I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of them. And they're weird. They're weird experiences. People act like they're really fun, but they're not. What do you mean they're not? Okay. Um, everyone has to be on their best behavior. And for the most part, when you're in a TIFF party, the people there are looking to find the most powerful or the most famous person in the room and schmooze with them. When you say fun, do you mean... Fun as in get drunk and dance? Or do you mean... Oh, there's no getting drunk and dancing because it's a professional thing. So then what do you mean by fun? You get to talk with people and put on your pleasantry voice and, and kind of schmooze. So what you would think might be enjoyable is actually 
don't like it's a work engagement. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not actually You're a networking. fun party. It's a networking event. Gotcha. But people get really excited about these crazy TIFF parties because I guess they want to see celebrities or powerful people. In reality, it is not that glamorous or that exciting. Oh, my God. I don't think anything about being an actor is glamorous, to be completely honest with you. That's a fact. Because I literally was at a commercial shoot a couple of weeks ago for work, and I was watching them do it to make sure that everything was okay. And they must have done it 95 takes. And I was like, this is so not glamorous. This is the most boring thing I've ever been to. And it made me really respect how how much care goes into a film. Because if you're doing that every day for six months, I would blow my brains out. The, let's say one actor doing the same take 90 times over. But you also have... 30 other people each running very sophisticated machinery and everything has to come together into this perfect moment for it to be a usable take. Yeah, it just sounds boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this episode started. All right, so it is our 30th episode, which means we have something a little special for our top three turf war this week, Ivana. So we were thinking, what can we do that would make a difference or a splash? And we thought, huh, why don't we try music? And why don't we try music that is 30 years old today? So we are looking back at the top three songs of 1985, which was actually a pretty big year in music. Was it? Why don't you start us off seeing as you love the 80s so much? I just want to start this segment <laughs> off by saying that I listened to snippets of a hundred different songs to prepare for this top three turf war. The top a hundred billboard hits of 1985. Is that how you say it? How are you supposed to say it? The billboard top 100. Right. I listened to the billboard top 100 1985 was an awful year for music. In fact, the entire 80s was an awful decade for music. I so disagree. So I want to hear what you picked at number three in this turf war. My number three choice is Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. What? It's a great song. Really? Huh. Okay. I mean, I love that song. That's a lot of fun. Here, let's... I don't know how much of the songs we can play in this segment, but I'm going to try... And I do think it you're like allowed radio. up to like 10 Eight seconds, yeah. I think, is how much you're allowed. So we're this is this is just a snippet of that song. It's a really fun song, and I liked it. And there are very few songs that I liked on this list of a hundred songs. Okay. My number three song is The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. This one was written specifically for Back to the Future, likely our favorite movie of 1985. It was the first time ever that Huey Lewis and the News had a number one hit. And it was with this song. It was also nominated for an Oscar. Fun facts with Fun Jay facts Kennedy. With Jay Kennedy. <laughs> My number two hit, Blake Kingston, You Are Gonna Be So Proud of Me. It's a Bruce Springsteen song. I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? And can you do to you the things that I 
I can take you home. Wow. I didn't even think to add Bruce. I, oh. Blake is going to kill me. He's going to kill you. And in addition to that, clearly Bruce is winning a spot somewhere on this top three. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's Bruce. Okay. All right. Well, my number two song is a total guilty pleasure song. And it is We Built This City by Starship. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. That was on my short list, but it just wasn't as good as the three songs I chose. So I I don't really have any fun facts for this. It's just totally a guilty pleasure. And because I didn't put Springsteen, I don't know. We'll get there, but I might cut it for Springsteen. He's the man. Springsteen definitely beats that song, but maybe that song can be a number three contender. We can discuss. Okay, what's your number one song? My number one song of 1985 is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Oh my gosh, I really wanted to put that on my list, but I felt like I listened to We Built This City so much more. Um, and so I didn't put it on. Why did you put it on? I love that song. Wake me up before you go-go. Fun. It reminds me of the 50s and 60s, which is not the 80s. It was a <laughs> hit in the UK and the US. Oh my gosh, I don't think we can have an 80s song. At, like, the number one song of 1985 is a song that doesn't sound like it's 1985. Well, actually, I disagree because all songs from the 80s that sound like the 80s are awful. Except my number one song, which is Man in Motion by John Parr. I can see a new horizon I don't even know what that song is. So this was written for Canadian Paralympian Rick Hansen, who went around the world in a wheelchair to bring awareness to spinal cord injuries. It was also the theme to St. Elmo's Fire. It was also, I believe, the Thanksgiving episode of the Goldbergs which is one of my favorite shows on TV. I remember you and Blake were geeking out over that song while listening to it. I thought it sounded bad, but you might have an argument in terms of its significant in history. I can see a new horizon underneath the blazing sky. I'll be where the eagles flying higher and higher. Ugh, the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... I have a proposal for you. Propose away. I'll give you the number one if you give me Bruce in number two. Yeah, Bruce has got number two. I'm on fire is it's an a amazing fantastic song. song. Yeah, and we built this city is totally just guilty pleasure. And somehow I forgot to put Bruce on this freaking list. And your number one, I will admit, has good like he's has, the boss. He has well, and he's the boss, and so he has to be on this list. If he has hits in 1985, he's got to make it on the list list. But as for the number one song, the reason why I want to give it to you is you have history on your side. Your song has significance. Your song song was featured in a lot of things. That song makes me like tear up actually. Like I picture Rick Hansen in a wheelchair going up a hill and that song is just, oh, 
We got to play another little snippet of this just because it's so good. Okay, hold on uh, one second. One second. Oh my gosh, that song is just gets me right in the feels. I like Bruce's song better, but I I'll give you that song in nine in in the number one spot as long as Bruce gets number two. So that means we're battling number three, and it could be any of the songs it could that be haven't any made of the it. Songs now. Here's the thing: "Power of Love," Huey Lewis and the News. You know, this is an iconic track. You instantly think of Marty McFly when you hear it. That's the power of love. Doot, doot. I know, but it's just not nearly as fun or exciting. It doesn't put a smile on your face the way that Wake Me Up Before You Go Go or Walking on Sunshine does. All right, I want to strip Walking on Sunshine because I hear that song all day long. But that's exactly it why so it needs overused. to be part of this list. That's why it should be on this list because if it's still being used to this day over and over and over again, it's got to be in contention. In contention. I feel like just like Journeys Don't Stop Believing, it's been killed. But we're talking about what was the number top three songs of 1985. It wasn't killed in 1985. It might be killed in 2015, but that's the that's not what we're arguing. We're arguing what are the top three songs of 1985. What else you got? Well, or wake me up before you go go. I'm, I'm which is your number one track. You should. I okay. Here's the thing. Wake me up before you go go was my alarm clock ringtone for years exactly why it's on my list because it gets you up it gets you excited puts a smile on your face in fact both those songs are very similar in the feel and the reasoning of why they're on the list so i'll be honest with you doesn't matter to me which one of those two songs gets the top the third position because the i'm arguing for a fun song that was big in 85 that people are still listening to to this day and either of those fits the bill Whereas yours is very cool for people who like a movie, but is it really that iconic? Both of my choices are much more iconic and heard much more today. That's a good point. Okay, I will give it to your number one. Because okay. Because you gave me number one at one. I will give you your number one at three. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, you did it last time, so you do the drum roll for me. Number three. Wake me Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Woo! Are you going to do another little drum roll for me? <laughs> Number two. Ooh, I'm afraid of the I'm on fire. The boss, Bruce Springsteen. That goes out to you, Blake Kingston. To you, Blake. <laughs> and the number one song from 1985, Man in Motion, John Parr. I, I, I am totally in my brain thinking that we've got the song playing right now, in, or maybe Rocky Fanfare or something. <laughs> and it, you should know, listening at home, we went through a couple of different things and scenarios to get to this music. We thought... What if we did the top three movies of 1985, which would have included another Breakfast Club? You know that would have been insane. That's actually why we like we ruled it out. <laughs> we were like, we're not fighting about Breakfast Club two weeks in a row. Can't happen. And number two, we thought, what about TV shows? But 
we immediately had to strike the Cosby show because of Bill Cosby. Yeah, that you no one can ever think of that as a legendary show anymore. I, I know, it just feels too weird. So we went music. So we hope you dug it. Let us know what you thought. What is your favorite song from 1985? Or maybe you are like Ivana and just skip that decade altogether. Bad decade. Except for like The Clash. Clash was like 70s. Oh. See? The <laughs> 80s suck. <laughs> Wait, The Doors? Is that the 80s? 70s. 60s and 70s. I really don't know anything about music. Oh my gosh. Go back to Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't even listen to him. What are you listening to? Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift and I like fun. And other than that, I listen to people talk. Like us. <laughs> yeah. This is Two Times Tech. New segment that we have rocking out. Uh, we're going to talk about two different techie kind of news stories so the first one we're going to talk about is the fact that star trek the cruise is coming in 2017 and it's almost sold out whoa hold on what no we're this is two times tech yeah two times tech that is not techie that is trekkie how are you putting trek shit into this segment it's like potatoes potatoes oh my god ivana (laughs) Okay, all right, go ahead. I picked it. Go ahead. Our second thing that we're going to talk about is the success of Windows 10, as well as the most confusing conundrum of Windows 10 that I've ever heard. Okay, well, let's start with your Trekkie conversation because... I didn't even know you put this in there. I I Well, I saw this today (laughs) and I was shocked. First of all, there's going to be a Star Trek-themed cruise... I'm very disappointed with the level of... Sort of like a Disney cruise? Yeah. But Star Trek. But Star Trek. With the stars of Star Trek, they're going to be going and like Shatner is hosting the thing. And Nimoy and... Oh, no. No. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. We did a whole episode dedicated to We did. Oh, I feel terrible. Um, Riker, like... Oh, uh, yeah. Riker's going to be there. You have a crush on Riker, don't you? No. You didn't like Riker? No, I like Data. Oh, God. Riker, ew. All right, continue. Um, that girl with the like short blonde hair. Uh, Jerry Ryan from Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So and potentially some additional people, but um. So basically, oh, I think I'm wrong. I think Jerry Ryan might have been on Deep Space Nine. Honestly, I am not a Star Trek person. So if you're listening to this and you've heard me just totally just bastardize this cruise, I apologize. And please send us an email and just ream me out. Also, like, I don't necessarily know the real life names of these people. I just remember watching them and I really love them and I love Star Trek because they're amazing. Is the ship shaped like the Enterprise? No. Do they have like anything i'm sure that they will have lots of enterprisey things on it but it's a regular old ship and the the rooms are regular old rooms as well so like you can walk down and all of a sudden walk into william shatner yes that that's that's a fact how much are you willing to spend well i looked into it and the only like all the cheaper ones are already booked of course so the cheapest available room right now is twenty seven hundred dollars per person and I think that's too much for. I mean, it's a cruise. It does. It's not a real Star Trek experience. But it got me really excited, and now I'm kind of. I don't know. I think you and Blake 
should really talk about what your vacation options are for January of 2017. And, if I'm going to spend $6,000 on a vacation, I want to go to Europe or and, Africa or something cool. And if you will be bringing a little Trekkie with you in 2017. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Why? It'd just be a nice little Klingon. Uh, that's what they are. Cling they are on to your leg. Let's get to something actual tech related. So Windows 10 is blowing up. It is. It's it actually- is doing quite well. There are 14 million units already equipped now with Windows 10. And now- they say that a lot of the success is that they're taking the parts of the old Windows XP system that everyone knew and loved, and they've just modernized it rather than going completely off the wall like they did with windows 8 or yeah, 7 or whatever it was it is similar to 8 i have it it's very similar to 8 but it also has some functionality of uh, a mac like the search bar is now uh embedded in the search bar so or sorry in the task bar mm-hmm. so if i type in podcast i can get to our podcast folder from there or i can search how the quickly internet does from there. the search go oh less than like half a second because that was the previous big problem with microsoft search is that it used to really take a really long time yeah this takes no time at all and if it's on your system it's the first thing that shows up and if you're looking for something online it drops down to here's something online uh it's really cool but there is something that windows 10 is getting flack for and that's because it doesn't come with a native dvd player what computers nowadays even come with DVDs. I don't even think you need a DVD player anymore. No, if you, I mean, sometimes there is some uses for it, but that if you, if you're the person that needs the DVD multi drive, then you can buy an external plug and play yes. DVD thing. Now, here's where they're getting a little bit of flack though. There is an official Windows 10 DVD player, but it costs $15. How much does Windows 10 cost? It's free. So why does their DVD player program cost $15? I think mostly because you don't need a DVD player in 2015. But okay, but we also live in the land of freeware. I mean, VLC player VLC is player, perfectly free. Exactly. There are so many other options. VLC player will play a DVD, but it'll also are play any file Are they just charging $15 for it because somebody coded it and they're like, shit, this is the worst DVD player program. How do we get people not to use it? Let's ask for money. I actually think it is... A- Something like that because they've noticed that there are functionality problems. Unbelievably crazy that a company can put out a lackluster product that they're charging money for, hoping that because they're charging money for and there's so many free options, people just will not choose that lackluster product. They should be paying people $15 if they use that DVD player. It's interesting because I I don't know who would use a DVD player in 2015. You know, I did get an actual Scarehouse DVD. Oh, well, you were in the movie. Yeah, that's true. I also own it on the internet. I just wanted a physical thing. I get it, yeah. Yeah, it's like a trophy. I understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's no like, problem. do I watch that DVD? No, I watch no it online. But I own it on a DVD. Well, I would say if you haven't already, try and apply for your free copy of Windows 10. I think it's worth it. Uh, You know, it's... It does everything I need it to do, and it's not a slow, bloaty little Windows like uh, like Vista was. I think or that even they're the on Windows the 8. way to a proper 
operating system yep they're on their way to being a proper operating system yep so kudos to you windows but i'm never going back I, because i love my mac i have to ask one question about your mac before we move on and that is are all your programs now apps that you get from itunes no so that is the new thing with windows all windows programs you get in an app store like an itunes it's weird. You can't get other programs outside of the App Store? You can. Absolutely. You can use an EXE file and install things the way you normally used to install them. But you, your first place to go for anything is really just this Windows Store to find the app. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, Mac does the exact same thing, but I just generally prefer apps that maybe aren't always on the App Store. Programs. Right. You would rather find the EXE file and install a program versus just downloading an app. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot about uh, these techie news, so maybe we should wrap this up somehow. Let's just move on. Trekkie bastard. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And because it's still September and all the new shows have not yet premiered, it's time for Series Survival, my favorite new segment. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's actually getting a lot of attention. Uh, people really do seem to like this, so... Uh, we are going to keep it up. All right. First up, we have from ABC, The Muppets. And this one premieres tonight. So we had to get it in before uh, before this. So tonight on ABC is The Muppets. And I love The Muppets. You love The Muppets. This is going to be such a fun show. It's like the, the Muppets office. It's going to be great. The Muppets office is so much better than the Muppets, Muppets variety show. I well, can't we don't know yet because the Muppets variety show is still nostalgic and wonderful and family driven. This is going to have a little bit more of an adult tone. Yeah, this is an adult show, which let's be honest, it's adults who remember the Muppets. But... Was it Adult 2 went and saw the Muppet movie that just came out with Jason Siegel? The Jason Siegel, yep. Yep. The one after the Jason Siegel one, that might have been more for that kids. Because I didn't see that one because Jason Siegel wasn't in it. It's like right. how Jason Siegel resurrected the Muppet franchise single handedly, maybe not actually, but <laughs> I'm just gonna give him that credit. And and then they didn't invite him back to do the next movie. And they how could not, they do a no. movie without him? Why didn't he? Why wasn't he involved in writing it? I just don't understand. So the million dollar question, how long is the Muppets going to stay on the air? I give it seven seasons. I'm not giving it that long. I'm going to give it four. I think there is, in fact, going to be some fatigue. Not after the first season, but maybe after the second season. And they'll, uh, they'll keep going until they jump the shark. And then... I mean, I love Kermit, but it's going to be an interesting kind of show for a really long time. I, I do think that ABC gives their shows a chance for the most part. Especially this won't even a big need one them like to give them a chance. Yeah, they this basically has already, already have won. two seasons yes. in the go. 100%. So All right. our number two show, it comes from a movie, actually, and it's Limitless. So Bradley Cooper starred in the film. He's going to make an appearance. So it's sort of like where that movie left off i have to say it looks interesting but they took an interesting concept and they basically turned it into a one of those procedural like cop shows procedurally. and i'm like i don't know about that 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 to me just seems weak i don't know if it's gonna be that good but the fact that they have bradley cooper in the pilot 
alone, I feel like, gives it a second season. It's also CBS. CBS is known for their procedurals, and CBS is also a, a network that gives their shows a chance. Yeah, I think this one actually could stick around just because a lot of people love that movie. And, and a lot of people love procedurals. Yes. So, so it's I like think you take those two things together. And I, I love that movie. I thought that movie was fantastic. It was a it was a fun movie. Yeah. And CBS, uh, besides already loving procedurals, they've got a lot of marketing behind this film. I'm seeing this. Uh, sorry, not this film, this TV show. I'm seeing tons on air promos running for this show. So uh, I think that guarantees it at least a first season yeah i think this is gonna be in the vein of a show like the blacklist it, they take an interesting concept turn it procedural lots of people will watch it because it doesn't require that much brain activity to tune in every yeah because all you gotta do is watch the guy who's got the brain activity sorry we didn't even really explain what the show is it's about a guy who takes a pill and becomes basically the smartest person on the planet for 12 hours for 12 hours and so if there's a case they need to solve, he can pop a pill and help them solve the case. Boring. All right. Number three, we have a new show from the CW. And I just want to mention, I think that the CW is currently in its golden age of television Jane shows. Jane the Virgin. And now coming to television is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend looks like something I've never seen on television in my life. Just like Jane the Virgin. One, we're introducing a brand new character. Mm -hmm. a, a person we've never seen before as a main lead female character. Which I guess isn't too different from Jane the Virgin. She's beautiful and all that kind of stuff. But she's not like your typical Hollywood beautiful. She's more like typical like real life beautiful. Here's the thing about the trailer. It's got a really long musical number. And... The I think show, that there's going to be musical numbers all throughout the show, and I, I'm excited. The show's created by the same director of 500 Days of Summer, who's Mark Webb, which we don't even talk about those amazing Spider-Man bullshit things that he does because nobody likes them except Ivana. I like them. And anyway, so we don't even think about that. We think... 500 Days of Summer. But I did enjoy the musical number in 500 Days of Summer. Of course you did. It was so much fun. So much fun. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of injections of that level of humor. Now, I still don't know if this can last an entire season. What? The premise is a crazy ex-girlfriend from college runs into the guy she loved in college and he's moved to South California. So she... Like hours away from the beach, California. Two hours away from the beach. And four she's hours like super successful working in New York. Like super, super successful. So she flies and moves her whole life to this South California town. Where there's not the ability to be super successful. At all. But there is the ability to run into this Josh character again and maybe spark something up. It's so obvious that they're not meant to be together and I can't wait to watch it. I think that they're going to make this show really likable. I think you're going to see a character that you're going to want to tune in again and again and again. I think that this show is going to be as big of a hit as Jane the Virgin and I think that the CW is currently in its little golden age since Buffy which went back when it was Warner Brothers and then the CW. I'm going to say this makes it eight episodes and then canceled. What? Yep. I don't believe in this show. I think it's going to win a Golden Globe and then maybe like... I don't believe in it. Ugh, Jay. So, I can't believe you think this is going to fail. I think it's going to fail. So that is series survival this week. What of these shows do you think will leave its mark and which one is going to fail? 
take a watch of the trailers, which you can find in the descriptions, and let us know. This week, we are very excited to chat about sex in the news. We are. Many couples are now living together and not getting married. And that this is like a new thing in the history books. And this frustrates Ivana because all she really wants is for me to get married. Yeah, but it doesn't frustrate it. Like it doesn't frustrate me about other people. I just want you to get married. I know. It's totally just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's only you. And it's because I know you. I know that you are super excited about Becky and you're going to spend your lives together and that you love weddings. So I just don't understand why you don't get married. Well, we've we've had some conversations about marriage and we've, you know, this is as personal as I'm going to ever get on this <laughs> this podcast probably, but we've had conversations about it and uh, because of how old we are and where we are financially, we, I think we might go the other route first, which is, you know, have a child first. That's and what kills me the most is that you're like, you would be willing to have a child well, it's, first. It's literally comes down to how old we are and, uh, you know, timelines and, and, and things of that nature. Actually, that's one of the reasons why couples are not getting married, according to John Tesh's website and CNN. And it, it is actually the fact that people are looking at it now from a money perspective and a timing perspective. And they're well, saying, it's, it's well, pragmatic. we already live together and we already know we want to spend our lives together. So let's do this other stuff first and then we'll go back to marriage. Well, well, yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, we're going to be 75 and, and I'll be proposing. Actually, I believe that that's what you said earlier. Listen, that was <laughs> totally out of context. I think an adult, I think a 75 seniors wedding would be adorable. What if you guys got married before the age of 75 and then we did a vow renewal? The four of us, you guys and me and Blake. So hold on a second. Let me understand this. So we're going to wait to get married and then you are going to literally steal my thunder by getting your <laughs> vows done on the day I finally get married. No, I'm, you're a horrible person. No, I'm saying get married before 75 and then let's do a double vow renewal. I don't know. I feel like, again, I don't want to steal your thunder that you don't care about. And I want to give the focus back to Becky. If there was ever a wedding, it would be. But if you're 75, do you really think that you'd be worried about stealing Absolutely. thunder? It's Becky's day. What because about honestly, your day? I don't really what care. About your day? I don't really care about my day. I mean, it's not going to be the. Uh, I didn't grow up picturing my picturesque wedding. Did she? I didn't. She has a plan in mind for her wedding. But one of the things that I asked on her first day, and Beck, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, we're getting very personal on this. Actually, we didn't really, we really did not. We did not mean this. for this to happen, but it feels like. It feels right. It feels right that we share ourselves a little more with the listener. On our first date, actually, I was going to be a best man in a wedding. So weddings actually came up and she said, oh, well, what, what about you? Do you want to get married? And I looked her dead in the eye and I asked her, well, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a marriage or are you looking for a wedding? And Becky said both. Now, personally, I, I like the idea of a marriage. Me too. I love the idea of a marriage. A wedding to me doesn't compute. I'm very pragmatic. I'm very rational. I know how much these things cost. I know how much time goes into them. I know that 
after a, a whole year, you just kind of are worn down by everything that went into it. But I also know you get a beautiful day out of it. But what they're saying is that the people who are living together and getting married are getting married because it's like, yeah, I guess I'll get married. Which also seems crazy because a wedding is not fun. I don't understand that. That that part is a little bit nuts. But there are a lot of other factors that go into why a couple would move in together. They move in together because uh, money, money, saving you know, costs. Saving costs. Two rents. You have one rent. Yep. You know, you want to see each other more often. You want to get a sense of who this person is. And sometimes for other people, you when you get a sense of who that person is, you don't like that person. So the last reason that we haven't already discussed that apparently couples are not getting married because of is actually a lack of communication. They're just not talking about getting married. Oh, we don't have that. (laughs) That is baffling to me. And apparently, according to this, the people who were surveyed, many of the females said, well, yeah, I just kind of figure he'll propose at some point. And the guys surveyed were like, well, she's never really asked me to do it. So we're just living together. And it's this complete like lack of communication, which I find crazy as well. That is that's nuts, because if you are with somebody and you're having conversations, you know what they want. They know that, you know, they do want that down the road and you should be discussing. You should be discussing marriage when you live with somebody. So talk about it, people. Talk about your relationship. Talk about your relationship. Again, comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. We're brilliant. Solving the world's problems one talk at a time. Yeah! I'm so excited right now. It is finally time for us to officially talk about Mr. Robot, possibly the greatest television show to ever hit the small screen. Holy shit, guys. I am literally sitting next to a possessed child. It is the best show. I have seen certain episodes already three times and i'm already planning so i've now watched the entire show amazing i'm gonna pull your plug just for a moment so you're gonna have to shut down okay i'm gonna explain to the audience that there are spoilers to this part of the podcast we have that sound clip we have the sound clip i just didn't want to throw it out there i do want to explain to them that i can't control you and there will be spoilers at this point. I'm going to keep all the secrets you from are you. You're still unplugged. And I'm going to explain to them what the show is actually about. So Mr. Robot follows the main character, Elliot. Elliot is a techie uh, computer coder and hacker who he hacks every person he meets to punish those who are wicked people in the world. Now, I'm going to plug Ivana back in. I really wish that I was a hacker. My life's goal ever since I was like a kid and I watched the movie Hackers was to be a hacker. And I did do a little bit of coding and stuff, but I just don't have the patience for it. So I have, I hope that I can play a hacker on TV. Okay. So Mr. Robot, Mm -hmm. the first scene of the first episode of Mr. Robot in the the cafeteria, is it a save the cat moment? The, the, Part where he sets up the pedophile or the child pornographer? Yeah, that's the Save the Cat moment. Okay, this moment solidifies the show as an incredible grabs you, 
pulls you in and you are literally sitting there for the next 70 minutes going, oh my God, oh my God, who's he going to punish next? He's like Marvel's The Punisher, but in hacker junkie form. And those eyes, very penetrating eyes. All right. So why should people watch Mr. Robot? It is everything that we all think about society today. When we watch the news, when we think about the economy, when we think about the privacy that we trade for the convenience in life, the show voices, all those thoughts that go through our brains, those thoughts that aren't always pleasant and that often we think about and then shut ourselves up for, it voices them in a way that is beautiful. Because when I watch that show, I'm like, this is what goes on through my head all the time. Blake and I have conversations about the world and what is the state of the world. And I'm so excited. Oh, you don't even know. I'm watching you. I know. I can't tell you what happens, but I'm very excited for season two. You can't tell me what happens. I've only seen what I told you I'd watch, which was the pilot. And I'm very excited to keep going. I really am. But I just wanted to watch so I could share with the listener. Because, you know... This podcast is like, this is what I got going on for me. Rami Malik, that is his name. So what I suggest is that you definitely sit down and watch the 80 minute pilot for Mr. Robot. It is engrossing. It's all the things that Ivana said. It is a fantastic, amazing little look, a peek behind the veil of somebody who really controls a lot of what is happening on the planet and has his hands in a little bit of everything. Now, basically, if if you compare it to a real world scenario, a person in the hacker group anonymous, Elliot is somewhat that person. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think the writer created a character, but it's based on the events and the ideologies of Anonymous. So when you see a social injustice, the group, the hacker group Anonymous comes in and says, well, you know, Ashley Madison, you did wrong and we feel there's a social injustice here. We have found the list of everybody and we're putting it on the internet. Which I'm all about. I think that that was a great thing. I actually thought that was a horrible thing. I felt like that was really crappy. Why? Because it's a service that somebody was using. It's an internet service. But Anybody it's, could have it's been using shitty it. people doing shitty things. It serves them right to be outed. And you know what? In this day and age, you don't have privacy. So whatever you do online, it can be hacked and it can be made public. I, it's no worse than when all those celebrities were hacked and nude photos spilled all over the lands. That it's was no, also horrible. But, but that but was it anonymous. Happens, it happened. No, I'm not. I know it wasn't anonymous, but what I'm saying is that they're doing it for good. And this stuff happens constantly. It's not illegal to cheat on your wife. They took it into their own hands and they put it all over the internet. That's that's what I don't agree with, okay? It's not that people weren't going to get hurt. People, people were going to get hurt or not get hurt because people are cheating. But that's also a thing that just happens. It's shitty. But it's not illegal. What they were doing was not illegal. Now, when the 15-year-old killed herself because of a party she went to where people took pictures of her basically being raped she she was raped yes the people who did it got away with it and she took her own life and they posted photos over everywhere when anonymous said we're gonna release the name of these people i was on board said yeah 
I mean, I don't care if they're minors. They need to be made an example of. And Anonymous was going to do that. So that was a social injustice. But you know what? The fact of the matter I kind of is, agree with. they also did a really great thing with the Ashley Madison thing because then you know there are sites online. If you are in a relationship, you can look up your partner, and are they going to be there? Maybe, maybe not. And I have no problems with it. It doesn't matter if it's illegal or not. It's not the right thing to do. But it's not illegal. What those kids did was illegal, and they were being protected, and they got away with it. But what I'm saying, though, is anonymous isn't there and hacking for good isn't about legal or illegal. It's about right and wrong. And that is, again, sorry, we got a little off topic there. That is what Mr. Robot is all about, is this person has very little gray. All right. So I think we're just going to end our Mr. Robot discussion. Do you want to do you want to squeal or I just want to jiggle around very excitedly or something? I cannot promise that I will not mention Mr. Robot for every episode going forward till the end of time. I know. I know. I get it. You've you've been like shaking since we started the podcast and audience wondering if we can do this segment next, 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 next audience members, please do yourself a favor and just watch this show. Just watch this show 10 times, 20 times. It doesn't even matter. Just watch it. Watch it. I feel like we're very 80s in our outro today. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Why are you waving your hand like that? (laughs) Why are you doing this like, (laughs) you're like flicking your wrists like some sort of exotic dancer? Because you made music with your voice. This is not the 80s in Colombia. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening to our 30th episode uh please 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 we would love your support if you could run over to itunes and rate us give us that rating so appreciative it really helps us grow and it really helps all that kind of stuff or if you don't feel like rating us maybe share us share us on twitter or instagram or facebook or whatever you know what do me a favor tell a friend today you listen to friends with elephants just do it right now text somebody Hey, I love this podcast. I think you dig it too. Tell a friend today. Maybe we can grow that way. And so if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on Facebook at Facebook slash Friends Elephants. You can go to our website at friendselephants.com. You can email us friendswithelephants at mail.com. Or catch us both on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. And I'm at It's Ivana. That wraps a whole other episode. Thanks so much for having fun tonight. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. We don't just have gonna keep an smiling. I'm just going to keep smiling. <laughs> we really need to get on that. Holy crap. We should probably just, I mean, our listeners haven't stepped up. Yeah, I know. Can you guys suggest something for us? And if they're not going to step up, maybe we should. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Literally got nothing. But we'll be back next week. We can like fade out slowly with volume. Mm. One of those again. <laughs> Watch Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot is oh my the greatest okay. television show. Thanks so of much all for listening. Okay. Mr. Robot. Bye-bye. Mr. I gotta Robot. unplug this one again. Bye.